We have today the uh, first reading, obviously, and also the gospel, the story of these two widows. And um, they really mirror each other. In the first reading, we have the prophet Elijah. He sees this widow uh, gathering sticks to make a fire. And uh, he says to her, asks her to make him something to eat. And she, <laughs> she's like, hey, I basically have got enough for one more, one more meal. That's it. And then me and my son are done. Like, it's over. You know, widows in that time had a really difficult, uh, it was very difficult for them to maintain any kind of standard of living, obviously. They had to rely on the generosity of other people or maybe a family member, but, but they were unable to obviously provide for themselves. So they were always somewhat or often destitute. And so this woman basically says to Elijah, look, we, we have enough food left for one more meal. That's where we're at. That's the situation we're in. You know, me and my son are basically, I mean, we're at wit's end. We're at the end of our rope. We have nothing left. Like, we don't have anything to give you. We just have enough for us. How can we make you a meal? And, of course, he says, well, if you do this, you're going to have enough food for an entire year. And so we, you know, she... She does it, and in fact, that's what came to pass, is that she had enough food for an entire year. In the gospel, we have a very similar dynamic as well. The Lord is watching people put money into the treasury. Remember that you know, money at the time was always, there were coins, so they would also make a certain amount of noise. So when the wealthy people came, you know, their coins going in were, was making a lot of noise. Right? And probably not all of them, but some of them wanted to make sure that people knew how much they were giving. So you can imagine clunk, 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 appearing you know, to be generous. And then you have this poor widow who comes in who has two cents, two pennies to her name, and very modestly puts in the two pennies, and the Lord sees this. And he teaches his disciples that she gave more. She gave more than all of the wealthy people. Because the wealthy people gave in such a way that they really wouldn't notice. All right? So the ones that he was witnessing, they were giving through, out of their surplus. They weren't going to miss the money that they gave. But consequently, the gift is less of a sacrifice. But the widow gave everything she had, and she had nothing left to give. So the similarities in the two readings are that you have a virtuous woman who is being asked to give really what, in some ways, is irresponsible to give, it would seem. You know, to, to give away, in one sense, your livelihood just through physical sustenance, but also to give away her livelihood by giving away just the the little bit of money she had, to give that away, what would that take? What, what sort of virtues or dispositions would that take in those women? At the 8.30, we had our, our children's mass, and so we had, I don't know, there were, they were little, so they filled up the whole, the whole area here. So I asked them, what do you think? And, uh, of course, they were brilliant, and they said, um, 
Well, they had to trust. That's right, they had to trust. Who did they have to trust? Well, they had to trust God, that's right. They had to have courage. They had to have courage. And perseverance, they did. And also a willingness to sacrifice, absolutely. It's amazing how children get it right so often. They see things so clearly. So these women, you know, really gave in such a way that was very Christ-like. Christ who gave everything for us. His entire life he gave for us. That act of sacrifice, which wins for us salvation. So these two women are, unbeknownst to them, obviously, are modeling that kind of gift. You know, the kind of gift that says, I really don't have anything I should give. I'm giving lavishly for myself, you know, in my particular circumstance, for a woman to only have two cents left and she gives it away is a, is a lavish gift. And in, in one sense, it's, it's really somewhat reckless. There's a sort of recklessness about that to give that away to trust so much in God. Now, in these readings, we have sort of an ideal, no doubt. The Lord is not asking us to give everything away just when the collection basket comes around. <laughs> hey, it's a great day to talk about that, right? Um, that's not really the point, right? What you decide to, to give to the church or anyone else is, is between you and God. But it's important to understand how God sees it. It's important to see, and it's not just financial gifts to the church or whatever. It's not, it's not about that particularly. It's about the nature of gift, the nature of trust. That's really what it's about, how the Lord wants us to live our lives. He wants us to live our lives such that we are willing to abandon everything, if need be, for him. If the circumstances were to call us to be that radically trusting like these two widows... He would want us to be that radically trusting all the time. It's not about the money. It's not about the bread. It's about the disposition to truly trust God. I mean, how many times in our lives, I mean, you, you all know, right? How many times in your life have you been at the end of your rope? And I don't mean with anger. I just mean you, you don't know what you're going to do next. What are we going to do next? I don't know what we're going to do if it's a couple or if it's an individual. I don't know where God is leading me. I, I feel like I have nothing left to give. How can I move forward? And it's in those moments, it's in those moments the Lord is really asking us to have radical trust in him, to, to step forward, to move forward, and to say, you know what, I don't know how this is gonna work out, but I know that this is the way I need to move, and I trust in God. This is what I need to give, you know, to, a, to an individual or, or otherwise, to a relationship. This is what I need to give. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to trust in God. It always is going to move us back. You know, the gospel so often is going to move us back to that individual disposition of faith and trust and understanding that we are actually more dependent on God than even maybe we want to let on. You know, the wealthy people in the gospel, part, part of the problem with, with having more than enough is there's a sense of 
independence. And that's why it can be dangerous spiritually. The, the things themselves are not dangerous, but they can give the illusion of security. And the Lord wants us to, to understand that the, the only security we're ever going to have is him. The only real security we're going to ever have is him. It doesn't mean to be irresponsible with the things we have, but that we need to radically trust him and how he's leading us in our lives. Please stand.